We join the line now by our market analyst Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, well, Derby, I don't know. I don't know. Supposed to be one of the top derbies in the world. I don't know. No, it's the sum of our Totally lost its luster. I think there must be a commission of inquiry into the status of the derby at this. Seeing that we're having commissions instituted for all sorts of things, we might as well institute one there for the status of the derby, uh, the Soweto derby. I don't know. But let's talk about the markets rather. Asian markets, yeah. uh, shaky start this morning, Clive. And uh, Dom. Dominated uh, by that FBI review of Clinton's emails. I, I don't know what to make of that. I don't think there's anything really. And, and some people are actually saying that it could be that the FBI is doing illegal things. And so they're not allowed to actually go out and say that uh, in the month of uh, elections, you know, in, the, in, in three, what, now it's like a week away from the elections. And these allegations come up. So they've been asked and they've been questioned. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to dwell too much into it. All these... Uh, conspiracy theories that I don't understand. However, they did shake up the Asian market a little bit as investors were rattled uh, by those news. Uh, Federal Investment, Federal Investigators, uh, Bureau Bureau of Investigations that are going into the Clinton's emails once again. Um, There's um, the the MSCI Asia-Pacific Fakina Index of uh, uh, broadest Asian and Pacific numbers that are showing that they were down slightly by 0.18%. This is outside of Japan, obviously. And obviously, India is, in, uh, is on a holiday as well. So I think that also has to do with reasons why uh, the Asian market uh, had a little bit of a tough time today to pick up slightly. You mentioned it as, as well, the Shanghai Composite going down there by half a percent, as well as um, our favorite place there um, in uh, Indonesia as well. The stuff there was very much into the negative as well uh, following those news. So investors, I think, are just pulling their money back. But what? A performance for the U.S. GDP number there, 2.9%. I think that just says, you know, Barack Obama, you've done an excellent job, my friends. Anyway, um, a lot of people are saying that, that that should have boosted the markets to go up into the positive. However, it's brought back the risk factor because now they're thinking the Fed might just have good enough reason to increase interest rates in December. Mm. Unfortunately, Japan can't say the same. September industrial output, they're not looking great. In fact, stalling. And uh, that's a worrying sign for their economy, isn't it? It's been a very tricky um, couple of years for Japan. Remember, they're trying to restructure their economy as well. Remember, they've been trying to fight deflation as well in the market. And these, these, these numbers for September are very worrying signs for Tina, already struggling to mount a sure-fitted recovery and maybe losing some momentum as well due to weak consumer spending and exports. Remember, the dollar strength has created a little bit of a problem for their exporters in terms of pricing, margins being cut too thin. So it's becoming very, very difficult for them to, uh, to, to, to build in those, those interests or what the marketers would call alpha. Uh, several data shows also that retail sales fell more than uh, expected in September from a year ago, further to evidence that uh, private consumption remains a drag on the growth. I think it had to do with the fact that the Sibinu Kokonom Kuru, they don't buy iPhones and Apples and, and yeah. So, you know, it's an aging community like Pairfakus in Japan. Some of them they're not buying these fancy phones, you know, like 
if they were to buy like Ama S7 just now and then and something happens and then they blow up, you can't mm-hmm. have that happening. You can't have that happening in Japan. So they just don't buy phones at all. <laughs> Moving straight along. We have a question from one of our listeners, and I know he's listening. Yeah. He's just sent me a, a direct message here, uh, Timba Shezi, who says, what are the chances of South Africa uh, being downgraded by credit ratings agencies since our political instability at the moment are not looking great? Um, we got their responses. Well, that was last week. You remember we said that uh, Moody's came out and they seem to be uh, the, the ones that are most are optimistic about us actually surviving uh, the, the ratings downgrade. They might just change it from uh, 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 the outlook and leave the rate unchanged. But most importantly, our economy, Sakina, let's be honest, let's be honest. It's not great. It's not great. It's not great. Yes. Let's be honest with what we've seen in the last uh, three quarters. We've seen a very steady, a steady rand, even though there were periods where it was uh, at a very uh, um, 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 a volatile point. And, but we've seen a very good comeback in the 3.3% in GDP number in the second quarter. I reckon we're going to have to wait until we get the data for the third quarter in terms of performance. If the third quarter comes out and it is strong, and I'm expecting it to be because I think, uh, I think it was September it was, we saw some very good um, uh, manufacturing numbers. What will happen is that it will iron out the losses that we saw in the first quarter and normally, normally in the fourth quarter, the last quarter of the year, South Africa does take up quite significantly, especially between the retailers. So I reckon that will might just even this out. Hence the reason why the, uh, we had to revise our growth forecast to 0.4 and by strategy to 0.5%. And so even though the other, uh, your IMF and the World Bank have not revised, but in terms of just looking at the natural economy itself, it has done slightly better than a lot of other expected after the first quarter numbers. Now, strip out the economy, strip out the politics. We shouldn't have a downgrade if you strip out the, the politics. Now, if you, if you strip in the politics, it increases the risks of us being downgraded. Now, let me explain just quickly. So if you've got a chance, a 65% chance that there is not going to be a downgrade, which is what the rating agencies came out and said. They said there's a more, less than a third of a chance that we might be downgraded. But now, if you put in the politics, then it takes it just over uh, 74.8% of a chance. So it's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit difficult to, to say whether or not it will happen. But I can tell you, if you just were to take look at the economy on its own, it should suffice. Well, Clive, just another quick question from another listener very quickly. Please ask Clive uh, very briefly here, Clive, whether BEE shareholders who sell liquor were part of the 32 rand a share payment agreement with AB InBev. Yes, that's a simple answer. Yes, they would have been part of it, especially via the investment with PIC, Public Investment Corporation. So there were BEE partners that did get some money. So if you see somebody drinking more than they should be, by the way, they said don't drink alcohol, it's too hot. So yes. I stay away from beer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it there. Thank you so much, Clive. Our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela, back again tomorrow. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM.